All right. Let's get to it. Let's do this. I love how Hillary tries to be delicate even in her throat clearing. <laughs> what a lady. I am such a lady. That's that's what everybody says. I'm a lady, goddammit. <laughs> In New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lindholm, and this show has everything. Award show updates, movie educations, superheroes and super zeros, your fall coping methods, and much, much more. There's no time to waste if we want to have a show that's actually a reasonable length of time for once. So let's get everybody introduced from Boston, Massachusetts. It's Mr. Downtown, Bobby Pape. Good afternoon, Bobby. (laughs) Good afternoon. Thank you for respecting my time zone. <laughs> From the Rosedale neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Burn the House Down Van Harn. Good afternoon, Meredith. <laughs> Good afternoon. It's still not on fire. I've sure. managed to hold off this long. <laughs> From Austin, Texas, it's our very own movie maven, Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Yes, I have some movies to discuss. Let's get into it. And finally, from the anarchist jurisdiction known as Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello. No law and order there. No. We definitely have scanners on our phone that we listen to a lot because, you know, anarchy breaks out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Surely does. Does this harken back to when you lived in unincorporated King County? I still do. Uh, no, oh. unincorporated Snohomish County, which oh, is even better. Even better. Yeah. Yikes. We still do. Which means that we still have to pay all the taxes, but we don't get any of the services. So, yeah, welcome. (laughs) The best of both worlds, really. Yeah, for sure. As always, we'll start with making a little small talk and then peek into the mailbag. We'll put on some alter egos to fight crime or commit crime. We'll offer some Tishy recommendations, do some housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. All right, Hillary, take us into the small talk. Okay, well, with small tech, I'm going to immediately throw to Bobby. Bobby in Boston. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Uh, So we have have a little bit of business to take care of at the top of small talk. Uh, Something that we wanted to um, share with everyone so that you're not left wondering what's going on or or why something's happening. Uh, Astute listeners of the show, completists, people who are paying close attention, uh, may have noticed a distinct lack of uh, extended droning stories and mouth noises the last few weeks. <laughs> uh, and that uh, is uh, simply because uh, Mike is dead. Yep. Oh, no. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to say that. Uh, uh, let me finish. Mike is dead to us. Oh, mm. that's okay. true. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike has been extremely preoccupied lately. Uh, in addition to uh, a whole lot of stuff going on at his house that sounds like it could give Meredith a run for her money pit. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike is working on uh, a new creative project 
um, that that centers in part on some of his life stories. You may have noticed he has some stories uh, and, and he's working on a project that revolves around some of that. Some of us are actually trying to help him with that in our spare time when we're not um, uh, packing provisions for what is undoubtedly going to be a bomb shelter fall winter. And um, we uh, wish him well on that endeavor. But because his time and attention is being focused on that, he's not going to be with us. Uh, and so uh, we just wanted to mention it because we didn't want anyone to think that it was related to his health. Because the last time he wasn't around for a while, it was based on his health. Um, but he's moving on to that project. And we wish him the best. And I suspect that it won't be very long before we start hearing more about that coming from him. And, of course, you can find him on Facebook and Twitter and all that. So uh, have no fear. Uh, Mike is, uh, well, you know, as relatively healthy as a as a, a, a post-diabetic amputee uh, <laughs> can be. And, uh, and he's just uh, doing his own thing for a while here. Yep. But he commented on our Facebook um, group last week. So he's still around, still listening he's still to the show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to shut Mike up uh, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, we love you. We hear you. We hope you're you're listening because, uh, honestly, we could use the download numbers. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'm sure he'll pop back up when and where he's ready. But uh, uh, keep your eyes peeled for a, for a project culminating a lot of Mike's great stories and uh, storytelling ability. But the real question is who's going to have the ideas now on this show? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I tried to cook one up this week, as you saw in the Slack channel, uh, reverse engineering in the style of Mike Frizzell for a, for a Mike has ideas. Uh, and, and I think it has potential, but we got to talk to the person who I built it around to mm -hmm. see if he's interested. So I, I think, we're, honestly, we're just going to all have to roll up our sleeves and pitch in a little bit. We're all going to have mm -hmm. to become, you know, 20% more avuncular. And, uh, and we're going to have to... Word. <laughs> And, and and somebody's going to have to smoke a lot more weed. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Hillary volunteers as tribute. <laughs> uh, I definitely know that the Emmy reaction stab's not for me because I was uh, busy watching football. So that's got to be someone else. That would be uh, Christy and myself. Um, uh, it was Christy's idea, and we definitely did it too late, but we had a little uh, Facebook live watch kind of deal, um, watch along uh, for the Emmys last Sunday, and it was super fun, and definitely next time we will we will pre uh think about it <laughs> yeah yeah seriously because I, I think we did the same thing in the oscars it was like oh should we do this real quick and well it's like, i think it was andrea said i'm waiting to hear like where's the thread and we're like oh that's a great idea <laughs> she is an associate producer so. she is yeah. thanks See, I, I believe she promoted herself to yes. senior associate producer yeah. last no, week. that's fine she promoted herself i think to senior executive guest producer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dwight schrute thing it's right like <laughs> assistant to the assistant man and we've got I, to double her salary i mean i don't you know yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I just mostly needed to talk to people about what was happening on my absolutely. TV. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Especially because, I mean, we can talk about the beginning. Um, Hillary was making dinner. She's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> so did you see the beginning? No, I didn't. I didn't see the oh, beginning. It was so weird because what they did was Jimmy Kimmel came out. He was the host um, and did a monologue. But they had piped in. The, they spliced in video of old Emmys, so people laughing or like being shocked or like, oh no, he didn't. But it was all like from different years. Ooh. It was so weird that I could not handle it. <laughs> That's why I'm like, wait. And some people are like, this is why are they all together? Like I was 
looking at Twitter, like, and I'm like, you, they're not. Well, you can tell. Come on, just stop. So why do they all ex- have shoulder pads? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, but randomly, Jason Bateman was uh, in the audience, and it was that was a funny bit because he just st- sat there frozen with his eyes open, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, Jason, and he's like, what? Like <laughs> he acted like he was a a statue, like they do, or um, a cardboard cutout, like they do at the pro games. Oh, or whatever. sure. Yeah, and a couple people came on stage and came, but were six feet away. Yeah, Aniston. Aniston was there. Um, can't think of anyone else. Oh, I, um, I don't uh, remember. The, the, the guy from uh, Randall Park, yeah, um, and a couple mm-hmm. other random people. You know, I, what I thought overall, they did as best as they possibly could. Oh, like, for it sure. Was, it was actually like pretty entertaining. I listened to a podcast that they were lamenting like production values because everything is, you know, a Zoom meeting or just you mm-hmm. can't really have as good a production. I thought that it was pretty entertaining. Now, um, the complaint that I've heard is that they 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 put, you know, everything was done like all the comedies were done, and which is kind of what they do. But since Schitt's Creek just completely yeah, swept. They won the first seven awards. Yeah. It was like after a while. And even Dan Levy being somebody who's very online, he was like, okay, the internet is about to turn on me. Like yeah. he knew that it was coming because everybody's like, uh, yeah, okay, we get it. Um, but, but as somebody who loves Schitt's Creek and I had just, oh my gosh, I had just rewatched one that like automatically makes me cry. Like always makes me cry. The one. Um, where Alexis, who is like my, she's my favorite, where Alexis graduates from high school and mm. whatever. At the end, it makes me cry every single time. Um, mm. yeah, anyway, so I just rewatched that. So it was like very warm in my heart. So for me, I was like, oh, this is so fun. And, and the fact that Alexis won, um, her name is Annie Murphy. The fact that she won, because she's sort of, I would say, the least like, not like her famous character. one yeah but also like everybody loves dan levy everybody loves um Catherine O'Hare. everybody loves eugene levy you know mm-hmm. so it's like she's the one that, that people don't really know quite as much and i think she's hysterical so it was sort of fun and i would say as far as things go the right people won things i mean oh, for the, sure. the emmys you know love to like give things to mozart in the jungle or like you know <laughs> whatever that michael um Douglas show the is that I'm like method. <laughs> yes, I'm like yes. I think maybe my parents have watched it, but I don't know, literally know anybody else that has watched it. I mean, whatever. I like all the people that are in it. I'm sure it's fine, but they love to give stuff like that, or you know, to Modern Family twelve thousand times. Right. Um, so it did actually feel like they modernized a little bit, and there were some really really good speeches, like Cord Jefferson's speech for Watchmen, which is uh, I Dave loved it. Uh, you know. Uh, not a show that I've watched, but he said it, he was like, it was really fucking weird, but it was really good. Um, and then Damon Lindelof's speech even was like, you know, his was great. Um, the guy that won from Watchmen, I don't, I can't remember what his name is. It's a long name mm-hmm. that I just can't remember, but he is like the hottest guy I've ever seen. Oh, I was like, God. holy shit, this guy is hot. <laughs> yes. His speech was also, <laughs> oh, I know who you're really talking good. about that played mm-hmm. Regina King's husband. I don't remember yes, what his name yes. is. Yeah. And his speech extremely was so hot. I mean, Everyone he is has good speeches, hot, yeah. but he was just, he said something about like, thank you to all the black women in my life. Like this is, I was like so honored to play somebody who like loved black women, you know, and honored mm-hmm. black women. Anyway, it was just, it was just really cool. And then to succession one, you know, the 
best um, uh, drama. And Dave and I've watched the first season of Succession, not the second. And I've heard, and we loved it, but I've heard that the second season is even better. So so good. Um, anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is like the. I mean, do I miss like a you know. Uh, the fashion and all that. Sure. Of course I do. But I, I, thought I didn't that miss did. it. I liked the at home fashion yeah. because some went all out like yes. Zendaya, who's yes. amazing. Yeah. And yes. then some people like Regina King had this amazing dress. Yes. And then she went home and changed yeah. or, or like she was outside on this like fake red carpet, took a bunch of pictures and then came in and like had her Brianna Taylor t-shirt yes. and yes. Oh, the speeches were great. I loved Mark Ruffalo. Yes, yes. His speech was so, he's so earnest and he was like kind of shaking and he's like, I, I just love him. And he, that, if any, if you haven't seen, um, I know this much is true, you should watch it. It's so good. They knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's kind of like a lovable weirdo. And actually with, I mean, Rory was sort of vaguely watching or he was just playing with mm-hmm. his action figures, not dolls, action figures. And I was like, Rory, Rory, look, who is that? And he was like, Bruce Banner. <laughs> I loved, because we talked about how men never take chances, but yeah. Dan Levy's outfit was oh, so amazing. Great. And you know so who good. else is, is um, Jeremy, Kendall Roy, Jeremy, um, oh, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Um, he, I, he looked like, I don't even know. I mean, he definitely took a chance. He loves the color brown and like right. a little like jaunty neckerchief. It yeah. was, <laughs> was very And bizarre. he usually, sometimes wears like a tiny little hat that doesn't really <laughs> matter. But I always forget that he has an accent. I don't remember if, is he Irish or English or something? I don't know. Yeah, no, he's. He anyway. totally deserved it for this season. Yes. Yeah. No, I've heard tell of a rap he does, and I'm, like, very stressed out, pre-stressed out about it. Oh, that's cringeworthy, but (laughs) definitely funny. (laughs) Um, But, no, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to, yeah, the Golden Globes, I guess, are the next big one. And I've been listening to all of my little Oscar podcasts, and they're, you know, previewing the movies that are... There's one called Nomadland that I think that's sort of the... It's with um, Frances McDormand, and I think that's kind of the... Odds on favorite. That was like the, it won the audience prize at Toronto. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, and there's a one, you know, I love, I, again, we've talked about this multiple times. I love slash hate Aaron Sorkin. I mean, I love him, but he, you know, he's never met a one woman in his entire life. Um, but he wrote like I, the trial of the Chicago seven, I think. And that's coming out to really, really good reviews for multiple people that I trust. So We'll see. Golden Globes are upon us. Sorry, I'm looking for where I can buy a kilt suit. <laughs> it's so Did you good. See the, it's so good. And I love how they all had like either blingy masks or yeah. um, they were. So that is for people who didn't watch the Schitt's Creek cast were all together in what seemed like an outdoor tent. And um, I read that they because I was following their Twitter. um they had isolated themselves and been tested, and also just in Canada where they are, they the they did it better, so the cases are a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot less. So they it was weird though. There, there. Somebody said this said it, it was like their mask protocol was weird. It was like they'd have them on, but then they like would take them <laughs> off, and, then and they were mo- sharing a microphone. Yes, so. and I'm like, were you just doing this for you know? I think the, for the, because the if they optics. were all if they were all isolated and tested negative a couple yeah. of times, like. Yeah. They didn't have any fear. And they also, um, they brought an Emmy that 
so there were people um, at each of the celebrities' house that were nominated, and they were full-on wearing hazmat suits but that also looked like tuxedos so you should look that up if you didn't see like (laughs) and they would run in and hand them the thing and then I found out from Annie um Murphy or Murray Murphy Murphy um she said only the lead actor and actress and the show got Emmy so no one else got them that night oh okay okay so they'll just have to order them for $400, right? Right. <laughs> As we know. Yeah. Do daytime Emmys cost less? <laughs> uh, I've still anyway. got coupon codes for crystalplus.com if anybody wants their own special award. Oh, please. I do. But I only do. if you bring it to me in a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rolling on to my Bridget movie update. I feel like I should have like music that it's like the like um just sing it the frog the like WB frog you know <laughs> <laughs> Um okay so Bridget and I watched two movies just a quick update one of which I could watch I honestly could talk about for 2 hours easily but I won't because that's not this podcast but um okay so last week kind of circling back one because I'm like I'm real. I just want to watch ones that are free. She'll want to watch something and it's not streaming anywhere, but you know, you can buy it on Amazon for three ninety nine or whatever, which is nothing. And I have to think, you know, when we went to Blockbuster, it was basically the same amount of money, but it just irritates me because I have 12 billion streaming services. So anyway, so last week I thought, you know what? I'm not going to just rely on the teen girl movies. Like I love those and I like watching them, but some of them are crap and she needs, I need to expand her movie palette, but I don't want to push her too much to something that she wouldn't like totally be interested in. Anyway, so that being said, we watched that thing you do, which again, it's perfect. It's delightful. It's perfect. It's, delightful. it's a perfect movie. So good. It's Did she like movie. it? She loved it. She loved it. And I always get nervous. And maybe I underestimate her or something like that she's not going to pay attention or she's going to lose interest. And she loves it. And it's just an entertaining movie. And it's right on the level, of, you know, where she is, you know, just like understanding the excitement. There might be like a couple of adult things, but it's pretty, you know, it's pretty innocent. So, and uh, the things about that is, un, you know, kind of, un, she knows who the Beatles are. So it's not like she's studying, starting from zero, but kind of say like, that's kind of how it was with the Beatles. Girls would chase them around and, uh, you know, understanding the history of it, but she loved it. And God, just again, Steve Zahn is so fucking funny. He's so <laughs> funny. Like we're all signing. I know. I love Sign. him so much. <laughs> Oh, he's so good. And then, so then last night I was thinking, well, my favorite podcast, Blank Check, but besides this one, is uh, they're doing a, a Bobby Z uh, series, which is going to last for, you know, six months, Bobby Z, Robert Zemeckis. And it's funny because when they first announced it, I was like, Ugh, I don't like Robert Zemeckis. And then I was looking over his filmography and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like his later movies. Yeah, but, his like, early stuff. In the beginning, these are, like, movies that shaped my life. Like, these were, like, big movies for me. You know, I I remember seeing them in the theater and watching them multiple times. His first two, I hadn't really ever... I had sort of heard of them. One was actually a Beatles movie. Um, I Want to Hold Your Hand, I think is what it's called. And then Used Cars, which I have seen maybe once, but I don't really remember it that much. But his third movie is Romancing the Stone, which truly is, like, a foundational movie for me. I loved that so much when I was a kid. Probably should not have been watching it, but loved it regardless. Mm -hmm. And then his fourth movie 
is Back to the Future. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to – and it's on Netflix. All three of them are on Netflix. And I thought, you know, Bridget will like this. Like, this is a fun movie. And it was the first movie I saw multiple times in the theater. Like, of my – you know, like, requesting it. Like, let's go see it again. I saw it four times in the theater. I loved it, and I really think it was one of the things that started me loving movies so much. I just was, like, captivated by it. Um, and I hadn't seen it in a long, long time. But it – okay. Minus some very, very yikes, 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 yikes things. Yeah. One being that we not don't talk about how his mom is horny for him, and that's really weird. And two, how we changed it that, like, a very short white Canadian invented rock and roll. That's not great. <laughs> um, and also that, like, you know, Libyans are, like, inherently bad people that are chasing you around for plutonium. All these things. And also, why is he friends with, like, a 60-year-old doctor? All these things are weird. It is such a fun movie to watch, though. And she loved it. And it really made me happy because at the end, you know, when he's trying to connect the um, – the plugs so it'll uh, all mm-hmm. work. She was so stressed out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember being so stressed out, yes. you know, and being like, oh, like I have to hide under, like, my blanket because I'm so nervous about it. And so that made me happy because it wasn't just, you know, Mean Girls is a fun movie, but it's what I, this. It just is like the excitement of a movie and you don't know what's going to happen. And I remember feeling that. So it was fun watching it with her. And, you know, I did explain some stuff to her like okay he's talking to Chuck Berry that's supposed to be his cousin he actually was the one that sang this song um but uh yeah it was it just is it's such a fun movie and it made Dave and I start talking about like at some point not now but probably until I don't know 2000 maybe was Michael J. Fox like the most famous person in the world almost like everybody could identify Michael J. Fox and it's so crazy because he is a very short Canadian Mm -hmm. guy who's cute but not like wildly attractive but he was a really fun actor like I I, Family Ties is a great show and we were talking about it and it was like he was sort of Tom Hanksian except Michael J. Fox just did not pick the right serious movies to do and I think that's what kind of like and he picked some crappy comedies to do and then he got sick so it, it kind of like trickled down but even when he was on like the good um the good wife. He was really good on it. And he was funny. Anyway, that was my my trip down memory lane slash Michael J. Fox Avenue. <laughs> I always loved him in, in The American President. Oh, yeah. He's perfect. When he was playing the George Stephanopoulos yes, analog. Yes, and yeah. was, there was one scene where he's like, I talking about dates. And he said, I yes. tell everyone to consider the plan soft until they hear from me. <laughs> I have accused Dave of doing that before. Like, don't count on me for this until I tell you for sure. And I'm like, okay, Michael J. Fox, fucking relax. Like, how important are you? When Um, are we going to get to DC? And I feel like the American president is a movie road trip that we need to make. Oh, yes, absolutely. We've got a short list of movies that seem to come up a lot. We're, We're setting a podcast record i mean of all podcasts for continuous episodes with reference to spotlight (laughs) (laughs) we've already done done spotlight and then all these teen movies i i just you know and then uh you know uh the fugitive comes up pretty regularly i know it's like uh like i just watched that i don't want to watch it again (laughs) 
but I think you know I think uh, and with the amount of Sorkin and then with the uh, the oh, automatic yeah, we... caveat that he doesn't know how to write for women, <laughs> but still I I think yeah the American presidents well we should really watch yes it is good and then it is especially if you're like a West Wing watcher you're like oh he just mm-hmm. copied that right and copy paste onto the West Wing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, except like, he switched Martin Sheen's part which is a yes. little bit disconcerting when you go from one to the other i know dave and i always say that was not a proportional response which is directly lifted from both the american president and the west wing when we get mad at the kids like when we're too pissed about something it was like that wasn't a proportional response to that and the american president is a movie where the republican politicians have shame which Uh, so that allows the like the democratic sort of righteous anger to be received in a way that it can't in the real world it's fiction. That was the first time I ever, my my parents didn't do this much, but we in one day saw The American President and then we snuck in to see Toy Story. It was a great Ooh. weekend. I know. I know. Dun, dun, dun. I'm getting you guys in trouble. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay the whatever at that time, you know, $11 for three of us to go to an afternoon matinee. Oh, God, those and were the days. pay me to sit in the movie theater with other people. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah, we're we're having a good time, and I'm glad. I'm trying to be really careful because she had been not as interested in movies, and I really want her to like movies. So I'm trying to be careful and pick the ones that I. <laughs> well, and she immediately said, "Oh, I want to watch the second one." I'm like, "Well, uh, Back to the Future." Like, it's just weird. It's just a mm-hmm. weird movie, and I haven't seen it in a really long time. And I just remember being so excited for it, and it took like three or four years to come out. And I was jazzed and I just was like, and I, she said, like, I think she was nervous. Like there was sex or bad. Like I said, no, it's just a weird mood. Like it's just a, a weird movie. Anyway, well, she needs to learn to be disappointed in sequels (laughs) if she's going to be a movie person. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Have you guys done, it's not sort of a typical movie in the vein of the movies that we've been talking about for Bridget, but the era makes me think, have you done Indiana Jones movies? Uh, Um, uh, Rory and I have watched uh, Last Crusade because it's by far my favorite one. Um, yeah. I need, I need yeah. to. Wa- I'm not interested in Temple of Doom like at all because I it like scarred it's me as gross. a child. It's gross yeah. and it's super racist. Like that one yeah. is like yeah. Yeah. all of us um, who saw it at that certain age were yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad took me to see that in the theater. <laughs> yes, and yeah. he like tried to cover my eyes at one point, but didn't do a good job, and so I actually saw the monkey brains and oh. all that stuff. And thinking back, how does one put their hand through someone's skin <sighs> and their rib cage and take out their heart? It's they don't. So they, <laughs> they do not. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the I, answer is stick stick to hating the Nazis. <laughs> yes. Right. It yes. works when they hate the Nazis. Exactly. That, it's I also like a it. good good life lesson in this day and age that nazis are bad apparently we need to remind people yeah right we've forgotten even the americans that have sympathies towards the nazis uh, are bad no um i i worry and i watched it uh and maybe i'll do that with bridget because i do love that one and i do Raider, raiders of the lost <gasps> oh well. hillary what? what the rocketeer oh that's a good one that is a really good one i haven't seen that before speaking of hating ever. nazis I know. <laughs> can, can that be the show title? <laughs> we might get some people, uh, unsavory people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Oh, God. It's like we're going to be on QAnon or something. Yeah. We don't need the downloads that bad. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And this is like the thing that I wanted to do as a parent is like, this is the fun stuff. The bullshit stuff is like me on a Zoom yelling at Bridget to add 60 plus 60. But like, um, <laughs> what is zero plus zero? Um, <laughs> but um, but like, this is the fun stuff. It's like the doing the things that I really enjoy and seeing them kind of like it as well. Forcing the things that matter to you onto your children. <laughs> yes. That's, yes. that's what parents You is. will like it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I told you that uh, Sam and I watched, I don't know, the second half or so of Clueless the other night because it was on TV. The second half? On Nick at Night. What? That makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah, just flipping channels and landed on I mean, Clueless. it is 25 years old now, so. It's got to be more than that... 25. It came out in 95. Really? 16... Yeah, it did. Wow. It was a summer that I had my car, and I thought I was a badass. Driving around in my red Toyota Tercel, going to see Clueless for like the 12th time in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Should we do some mail time? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we should. <laughs> uh, we are light on the email mailbag this week. Um we did receive uh, a, a cavalcade of emails, just a just an uh, an avalanche of emails from from our friend Bob Stein that that were directed to a wide list of his friends and associates, uh, pointing to an Atlantic article that's been very buzzy and has been going around. Um, it's actually a pre-publish of their November issue about all the ways the world can go to shit after the November election. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about. It's worth a read. I would say carve out 20 minutes and be ready for a cry. Um, <laughs> I, there's not so much new information in there. It's just a lot of spinning out of things that could happen in the next few months nope, in not our doing country. It. Not. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> doing it. I already am filled with doom. Yeah, I've been I sent it multiple times. More. I'm like, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I understand the stakes. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I What I do predict is if we could buy stock in the word interregnum, uh, it's gonna go. It's gonna go sky high. In a couple that was of like three year, two years ago when Lodestar all of a sudden was like. I now I hear it all the time, and I had literally never heard that word ever before in my life. And now I'm like, I can't not hear it. Yeah. I still remember when I was a kid, and the word was pomegranate. So uh, the buzzy word for me is asynchronous. Asynchronous. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! It makes me want to die. <laughs> So, you know, go, go seek out that article at your own risk. Yeah, I've had no. maybe half a dozen people send it to me. and uh, Terrifying. Um, also, make sure you're registered to vote. That's the bottom yes. line here. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. boy, I would hope that we don't have to do PSAs to this particular audience. No, about I don't that, think we but, do. Uh, and, and, you know, if you know anyone who hasn't voted or isn't going to vote for whatever reason, um, be vocally disappointed in them. I think that's a good <laughs> shame. Yeah. Pure shame is the only way. Peer mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. I have a coworker friend in 2016. He did not vote because he did what? not like Trump and he did not Hillary did not like. So he's like, he, this is his fault. Yep. He used to live in Portland. Mm. He's like one of those young, like super progressive, really yeah. uh, purists. Almost. And since he couldn't have his perfect candidate, he just didn't vote. And I and another one of our colleagues, we gave him hell up one side and down the other. And I'm like, no, you don't just bow out of the process because you don't get to have it perfect. So I feel like um, progressives in Washington and Oregon can get lazy because we're like, our guy's going to win. Doesn't matter. Our side wins or whatever. Um, But you can't move to 
a swing or a red state and have that same, like, you know, attitude. Nope. No. Yeah. No. And guys, if you're in Texas, it's probably still going to go red, but people, it's, it's getting closer. We're like purpling. <laughs> but also, like, downvote. Like yeah, the local down elections. Ballots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have, those, those are, are important. so important. Yeah. Especially judges right now. I we feel were like just that, talking before the show how annoying it is that everyone is ragging on us to vote. We're going to vote. And, and yeah. I understand if you feel that way, but it so. feels irresponsible not to say something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Anne, you live in a state that once elected Jesse Ventura governor. Listen, <laughs> that was not my fault. <laughs> I was yeah, living in Ohio. Been... <laughs> uh, the question of the week this week uh, was uh, a little complicated, and the answers were a little complicated. But uh, mm-hmm. essentially, we asked, what are the things you have an expertise in? What What's in your corner uh, that's going to help you get through the fall? And we had some... Uh, more than a few answers. Let me switch to that tab on that screen. There we go. Uh, and and I will uh, rifle through these uh, fairly quickly, but anyone feel free to jump in if you have thoughts. Maggie jumped in with knitting. Andrea with baking. Little on brand, Andrea, honestly. <laughs> on we knew that. <laughs> We're like aware. You, like you weren't going to bake anyway. Uh, <laughs> Kristen, uh, reading... I'll put in quotes, Hillary style fiction. <laughs> My sister, she taught me well. What was, what was, um, Rafe, the, the, <laughs> the buff, the buff nanny. Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good, y'all. I'm telling you, it's really good. <laughs> oh, God. Amy uh, a- says layering. That's a, a logical answer. Uh, <laughs> Anne says, wool slash, this show has everything. Nice answer. I like to yeah, think I she's going to do that. those things together. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Emily says, knitting, crocheting, and making all the soup. Yes. Emily's yes. soup game is on point. It, yes. it is. It is. I'm really excited. Uh, particularly robust thread on the show post this week in the Facebook yeah. group, too. So definitely go check that out. There's all sorts of stuff going on there. Uh, Sarah, more my speed, uh, says hot toddies and Will followed up with just drinking, just the generic <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Will just cuts right to the chase. Yeah. I mean, that's not just fall for him, though. That's, that's year 365. Round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a stunning uh, reminder of reality when listener Thea, uh, Thea says, I'm a nurse, which could make me or break me, really. God bless yeah. you. I know. Yes, yeah, seriously. Right. Thank you for your service. Uh, and, and Julie, who says, managing my antidepressants. Hey. So that's a fun task. Same. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, Morgan says, actual sewing, uh, costumes, both theatrical and dance. Uh, as related to the Tishi recommendations, British panel shows available on YouTube uh, are QI, Taskmaster, 8 out of 10 cats, and the, I don't, what, 8... Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm a little out of my know. depth here. But this is related to our conversation about um, TV shows uh, and the big fat quiz of the year and all iterations of that. That is just to start. Uh, Morgan, we might need explanatory links. Mm-hmm. Oh, 80010cats is just shortening eight out of 10. That's a really. Oh. You're only cutting out two letters in a space there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like. I used to say HW for homework, and somebody was like, you're adding more syllables by saying HW. Oh, you would say it out loud. Yes. Uh, Amanda says, football watching while eating snacks and knitting. I'm a multitasker. 
Um, I, I I feel like I need to get my sweater dimensions out to some of these folks because we've got a lot of knitters, and I, I like know. I like yeah. knitted things. Yeah. Uh, Ellen says making canine friends and acquaintances, parenthetically for the ones who don't want to be friends because I respect their boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah. like the most mentally healthy answer of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kalina writes probably by taking in more animals. Let's be honest. <laughs> Please no. Uh, I can't. Got uh, couch lounging from Reina, spitting hot fire from Charles. <laughs> so, Hillary, is this it? Like, how much hot old... fire does Charles <laughs> literally or? Send us a voice memo, please. <laughs> please. He's one of those fire eaters? Can yes. Just... No. <laughs> uh, and Louise wrote one that, that resonated with me. Uh, I finally joined a CSA during the pandemic since I'm home to receive deliveries. I'm learning to cook a lot of new things because of the variety of meat and veggies. Uh, and what, what it made me think of is not that I am cooking more vegetables, but that now that we're in the new apartment and it's been a few weeks, we have reached that, that magical moment when the first round of vegetables we thought we would eat are starting to go bad in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. There, there's that a zucchini happens. in there that's definitely seen better days. I would say that one of the downsides of um, only going shopping once every three weeks is the lack of fresh vegetables because they just ain't going to last that whole right. time. The beans start to get a little slimy in there. It's just ugh. And frozen vegetables, ugh, it's just... Yeah. Not quite the same. You know, I think we can come full circle because soup is the answer to this problem. Totally. Ah. Right? Totally. Yeah, everything comes back to soup. I don't know. See, I grew up in a family where you had a fresh vegetable at every meal, whether it was a Mm -hmm. salad or steamed, always steamed. Steamed with no butter or seasoning or anything. Just a steamed vegetable. So zucchini or broccoli or beans or something so i have a really hard time feeling like i'm eating my vegetables if i'm not just literally eating Eating a vegetable Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh we were a frozen vegetable household so (laughs) like a bag of frozen broccoli in the microwave steamed with a little bit of water in the bowl yeah we did that too frozen broccoli isn't too bad i think uh, Leslie also on brand, uh, in, in the same vein as Andrea, right? Same thing that gets me through all the things, horses. <laughs> well, she just posted a picture. So I put parenthetically horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank, thank you for the, uh, the annotation. Yes. Go, go see the picture on the Facebook group. Uh, Chelsea writes, putting up a wall of ice around my heart that no earthly shitstorm can touch. <laughs> teach us your ways. No, please. <laughs> please. First of all, she's full of shit. I'm not um, sure that's second... in the spirit of the question. <laughs> uh, and Daniel, uh, the last on the list here, writes, jigsaw puzzles. It's something that kept me occupied at home on the weekends for the bulk of the year since I wasn't able to uh, going to movies or day tripping every weekend or going anywhere, really. I've always loved doing them, and I've amassed a good collection over the decades, but I've done 33 since Jeez, Leap Day. Wow. And bought more than I'd actually care to admit to. I have a decent reserve pile that I think will last for the next three months at least. Although, now that I have the Rona and recovered, I will be venturing into a movie theater again. Daniel, maybe not yet. Also, there's, <laughs> no. nothing, to, there's nothing to see yet. Yeah. No. yeah. We're glad you made it through, though. Yes. I like a jigsaw puzzle about once every 18 months. I get the totally urge agree. to do one. And I'm at the point where, like, I want a hard one. 
So I did get one, I think, last year that I pulled out and did a couple of months ago that was like a 3,000-piece puzzle. That is just so satisfying. It is. It is. We've been doing puzzles, but we kind of got jinxed a little bit in that the first four we did were missing one or more pieces. (laughs) The first puzzle was missing 86 pieces. How do I know? Because I counted. Um, Because I was so pissed. And then it was the next one was three. Was it fresh out of the box? Um, No, two of them were on the free pile at oh. at oh. my work and Jeremy's no. work. Yeah, no. And no. Um, the one at mine was two. And so it, we got way into it before, <laughs> before uh. we realized. One was borrowed from a friend. And the fourth one could have been that our um, generic Roomba ate the piece. <laughs> like it fell off or something. Um, but we're, we are um, have one going on the kitchen table but it's been over a month i just like to listen to audiobooks and put it together because it is so satisfying and then i want to be like you guys look i put this one together (laughs) like no one cares i have no hope of ever having a puzzle in my house (laughs) (laughs) you need like a mosquito tent or something yes yes well i got some um some mesh cloches i ordered them from amazon i don't know a month and a half ago and they're coming from china and they're stuck in (laughs) customs (laughs) i ordered them to so that i can cool bread because bear will try to take he'll chomp out a big bite out of my my bread i mean no it's a nice compliment but he'll he'll also (laughs) eat like rotten spinach out of the drain so (laughs) (laughs) he can't really trust his taste Uh, I wanted to add, so so that's it for the question of the week answers. Although, like I said, go to the Facebook group because there's a lot going on on that thread and on the show thread this week. And I wanted to highlight something from the show thread as well. Uh, this comes from Ann Miner. Uh, I talked a little bit about uh, pens last week when I was recommending my office creature comforts. And I talked about the Uniball Vision Elite Blue Black, Won't Leak in Flight, 0.08 millimeter wide with pen, ink, whatever. And uh, my go-to pens, which I love, and Ann Miner uh, chimed in on a thread between me and Andrea and others and specifically wrote, I respectfully submit the Pilot Friction, F-R-A-X-I-O-N, clicker erasable pens and the Zebra 54012 stainless steel mechanical pencil. And I am always impressed when somebody comes to the table with, like, an actual model number. Like, it's not like, oh, I like Bix. No, it's (laughs) like, I, I got a plan here. So I did. Uh, and I ordered both of these. I ordered a few of the uh, friction clickers, erasable pens, and I ordered some of the pencils. I've got one of each right in front of me. And I figured if someone uh, as trustworthy as Anne would recommend them, then I would try them. I tried both of them, uh, starting with the erasable pen. Uh, I like that because of the erasers on the back of it, the clicker is actually the little uh, the clip for like holding it in your shirt in your nerd pocket. <laughs> I was hmm. gonna say, and the, the clicker uh, has a satisfying. Oh, mm-hmm. the foley and, uh, work there. It's yeah, good. And, and the pen it, it writes pretty smoothly. I noticed maybe it's because I'm used to pressing pretty hard, but it does the thing where it's a little bit heavier on either side of the line and a little bit lighter in the middle when it writes because the it's like a ballpoint in there and it, it pushes a little harder in the middle on the paper and the eraser works fairly well. Um, I'm surprised how well the erasable ink works because I feel like erasable ink is like a magic trick when you're a kid. Yes. I yes. do not I mean, understand like, this concept at I all. I don't either. How can it be a pen if it's erasable? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm voiding legal contracts left and right. with this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, I, I will say that I think I probably still prefer my Vision Elites for a couple of reasons. One, I'm stubborn. And two, um, I, I'm just not wild about clickers in general. As someone who carries pens around in my pocket all day, because there's always that risk that mm. I'm going to click it and then mm-hmm. it's going to... Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And then I'm going to have a blue stain on my leg. Uh, on to the uh, mechanical pencil, the Zebra 54012 stainless steel mechanical pencil, which, by the way, I did order both of these with a uh, through the This Show Has Everything uh, link. So yeah. we should get a few pennies back from this. Uh, also a satisfying click, but not as satisfying. I'm not much of a Foley artist, so I don't know if it'll come through. <laughs> uh, it, it's a feel-good pencil, and it's definitely sturdy. I do have a habit of breaking um, the plastic ones. Not, like, in half, but, like, breaking the clip off or something because uh, I'm fidgety. And, and it is nice, but I will say it's significantly shorter than my go-to paper mates. And so that's a little tough, but I do like that the erasers under the uh, under the clicker uh it's not a bad pencil so and i appreciate your recommendations and these will make it into my office rotation but just maybe not my pocket rotation because uh similarly this metal one has a very sharp point at the end and i will stab myself in the thigh (laughs) i remain firmly committed to freebie promotional (laughs) (laughs) i get from businesses it delights me uh, pens are something that I also hoard and can't separate with. And so that we moved and I brought a whole bag of them into the office. And this, this goes back to my trivia hosting years because I would always just use them to give out. But I have just dozens of pens in this bag. And maybe I should just box up all the <laughs> and, too. <laughs> um, I remember when I was, I mean, I think he still has it. But when I was little, my dad always had them like a Mont Blanc that's he carried it around with him and I just thought when I was an, a grown-up like that's what I was gonna do like you buy a fancy pen and that mm-hmm. and you just have it with you all the time and when I worked at the luggage store before it was before I worked at Toomey I worked at Bag and Baggage which was a more general store general luggage store we sold Mont Blanc and I am astounded that anybody would spend that much money on a pen and it's mm-hmm. beautiful they are beautiful but if you lose it fuck it's like a $200 yeah. pen <laughs> I know <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, it's, and they do, they write beautifully, but uh, I lose pens way too much to ever be trusted with anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the pens that I like, you know, still come in a box of 12. <laughs> yes, exactly. it's just like, and, and you technically can order refills for them because the inkwell is replaceable. Like that whole section comes in and out, but a new pen is basically the same price as the yes. replacement yeah. for the plastic frame. So yeah, yeah. yeah I just can't. I don't know. We somebody. It might have been Ann or someone else on that thread who mentioned the Blackwing six hundred two, which is like the super fancy pencil that artists use and musicians like. And um, I, the the originals don't even exist anymore. There's a replica being made by Blackwing now, and I've got a couple of them in my office. But like, I don't trust musicians. I'd much rather hand them a dollar fifty mechanical <laughs> pencil. <laughs> there you go. So that's pen talk. Uh, I, I, in my immature brain had a brief thought that I should start a segment called my, my 15 minutes on pens and call it pen 15. But then I realized that I was just thinking of a web series that's been getting a lot of ads lately. Right. Well, no. Well, now it's a Netflix show. Hulu. Right. Yeah. Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. It's so good. It is. It it's is. about it's about the awkwardness of middle school, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. Th- what's really funny is that the actresses are in their 30s, but all the other um, kids are their what they should be. They're I couldn't get past be. that. I tried to watch it and I just couldn't deal with it. Jeremy like, was clearly the same way. 30. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that'll inevitably get canceled in a couple of years, so I'll put my Pen15 in the back burner until <laughs> okay. the, the name is free again. Penis. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move into some medium talk? Yes. yes. The topic yes. for this week uh, is something that hashed out of my little brain because I was thinking about how one of the common like icebreaker questions or whatever is uh, um, what superhero would you be sometimes it's like what superpower would you be but thinking about sort of what superhero you maybe relate to or like or something and then i thought no i'm not that interested in that question i want to know what super villain you would be because i think that that could lend a lot of psychological insight uh to our personalities so we're going to do both of them we're going to talk about what superhero would you pick to be what super villain would you pick to be and how do the rest of us feel about that? If we think that that's interesting or if there might be a better choice for you that we could come up with, just have a little a little go around and see what we think. If we had powers, who would we be? Who would like to start? Um, I'll start. Good. Go All ahead. Right. What superhero would you be? Okay. So, um, I, you know, I am not as like... I mean, I love movies and stuff, so I'm aware of superheroes and supervillains, but, you know, I have two mega nerds in my house, so I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna throw it out to them and see what they... So I asked Rory what he thought, and clearly his brain is in the DC world right now, because so he said the superhero would be Batman and the supervillain would be Catwoman, because that's just <laughs> where his brain is. Um, you know, I, I disagree with that. I, I His five-year-old brain just... I think is wrong. So um, my corrections to that would be for the superhero. This is not in the, well, I guess it's, well, no, it's not in the Marvel or DC universe, which I don't think matters. It is in the Disney universe, um, oh. in the Pixar universe. But I would say uh, Elastigirl is my superhero. That's the one, um, you know, from Mrs. Incredible. I guess that's not really what her name is, but um, that is the one that I related to the most because well, she has big hips, which is something that I have, <laughs> but also she's, uh, I mean, not to be cliche, but she's a mom who's trying to juggle shit, but then also like saving the world at the same time. So I really, especially this week, I really felt that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt very uh, stretched thin all week uh, as far as all of the things that I have to do for my job and for my kids and whatever. Obviously, I'm not like, uh, I'm not saving the world, but it it felt it resonated with me so that that is one that I picked so should we weigh in on the person now or wait until we're all done oh I think we should do it now okay okay I think Hillary would be Thor um, <laughs> because of beautiful beautiful blonde hair blue eyes and also just like so friendly and like, well-meaning and it kind of plays dumb but is like not you know what i mean he's just like oh but um i mean the also australian not. accent oh no wait oh, thor and... doesn't have that's just chris hemsworth that yeah, yeah. Australian. yes yes very hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes that's you hillary's like continue continue yes, please. <laughs> going. amazing body no yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't see you being a Batman for sure. Because no, no, you, you're not no. tortured. He just loves you, and he loves Batman. It's <laughs> yeah. very cute. I know, but I do like the Catwoman. Wreck. I mean, <laughs> yeah. any character that's been played played by Michelle Pfeiffer, you have to take I know. that as a yeah. Well, I right? immediately and was, Halle Berry. I know. I immediately was attracted because I was like, 
Michelle Pfeiffer? Do you, do you think I look like Michelle Pfeiffer? Do you look like and you have black leather pants, right? I do. So you're halfway yeah. there on the costume. I do. Oh, man. Um, I would love to hear Rory say Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hard one to come out yeah, of. I know. It's so hard. Mouth. Oh, my goodness. My little baby. Um, He also kind of mentioned Harley Quinn, who is... I will say um, I do not... I haven't seen them. I do not celebrate either Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey. That's not really mm-hmm. my thing. But I will say a, a quick plug, and it's moving to HBO Max. I generally, generally do not like adult cartoons that much. I don't mean like sexy cartoons. I mean like, you know, animated shows made for adults. The Harley Quinn animated show is actually like I LOL when I watch it. And it'll be like me doing the dishes and Dave is watching it. And it's actually really, really funny. Again, I don't I don't like Kaylee Cuoco who voices Harley Quinn. But for whatever reason, it like tickled me and it's a it's a it's an enjoyable show. I liked it. So And I will say my brother Carl works on that show. He's a storyboard (gasps) artist. No way. Yep. That is so cool. Carl, it is really funny. It is a really good show. That's a weird choice for her voice. It is, but you know what? For whatever for reason, picture. it works. Like, she does a real... And then, um, whoever plays Poison Ivy... Uh, Lake Bell. Yes, she's... Fan- well, Lake Bell is great. Bell. Like, yeah. she's great, and she's so deadpan and funny in the show. Again, like, it's just not something that I would like, but I was sort of a captive audience, and I... And I don't know any of the lore or anything behind it, and it was really enjoyable. How do I watch this? Well, I think it was on. Uh, it was on whatever the DC streaming platform was. Yes, but yeah. now since that failed, it's going to HBO Max. Oh, perfect. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um. All right, Christy. Okay, so who I would most want to be as a superhero is Captain Marvel because she's amazing. But who I think I'm most like is Black Widow, specifically in the new Marvel um, things, because she um, always picks unavailable men. um, (laughs) And she's kind of the glue that holds together. Like she just sits in the headquarters, like waiting to hear from everyone is like knows where everybody is and hurting um, cats. Yeah. And, um, and she's really not interested in anybody's bullshit. No. Yeah. So that's why I think. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, is it deliberate um, that she doesn't have any superpowers? She's basically like a ninja I mean, assassin Knowing type. a million languages is kind of a superpower. Well. <laughs> but yeah. It's I something mean, you can fighting. learn. Yeah. Fighting is her um, thing. And she also has like a pretty messed up childhood. Like, <laughs> so that that's that. Um, but. <laughs> My favorite was my supervillain. I think I would be Thanos. And this is why. Because when he did the snap, all of his reasons are true. Like, they're valid reasons. Like, overpopulation, people being selfish, the world dying. I mean, he went about it in a kind of fucked up way. Like, you could have just said, okay, the world... Like, because you get a wish, right? (laughs) And his wish was to, like, eliminate half the population. If I could choose who those people were, <laughs> I mean, that's the best of both. That's what he should have done. Is I get to choose who dies in this. That's, so. that's one of the things that makes a great supervillain is somebody who can actually justify a lot of their reasoning for why they do for things. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. the best villain is the one who thinks he's the hero. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, and he totally thinks he's the hero. His little speech, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's right. Until they start killing off like Black Panther, then I'm like, okay, okay, Thanos, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> you have yeah. you you've watched all the Marvel movies, right? You might be the only yeah. one of us who's seen them all. Yes, because I picked and chose, and then lost interest in yeah. the whole Marvel yeah, the, universe. The uh. Whole, trying to figure out the Hulk was a little was a little sketch, so you can just skip through those if you don't want. Um, like Edward Norton should not be the Hulk. Well, and they stopped and started with them so yes. much, right? Yeah, but I do like Eric Bana. You know that. Yes, yes. I could watch yes. the Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah. I haven't, but I could. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think Black Widow. That sounds like a like a astute. That sounds perfect for you it's like okay like let's get our shit together guys come on yeah <laughs> uh now meredith you're working with a smaller palette because you are not into superheroes and comic books at all right correct i hardly know what you guys are talking about so <laughs> this was really tough for me <laughs> but but i thought i i thought it's interesting for each of us to come with whatever palette that yeah, we have with what we yeah. know mm-hmm. well so I, t- I you know gregory and i were talking about this and he certainly knows um, oh yes, mm-hmm. you have you your know, household nerd, as yes, Hillary has her household, household nerd. nerd. Yes. Um, but I am such a lost cause that every <laughs> place he started was a dead end. So he was like, "Okay, I you're kind of like this person for this reason, but also like this interaction with that one." And I was like, "I don't know who any of these people are. I don't have any idea." So I did what any good millennial should do, and I went to BuzzFeed. Obviously. <laughs> Did you take a BuzzFeed quiz? I took four. Yes! Oh, I love this so much. <laughs> so, okay. The the first place I started, and I thought this was a good kind of like umbrella view, is what percent hero and what percent villain are you? And I can put all the links in like Facebook or whatever. Um, I, I think you have to now. I, I'm not going to put them in the show notes because we never actually, we always forget to do that. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that the response is kind of a cop out, but it fits with, with my next one. So the answer was 50, 50. <laughs> and yeah, the, the little, you know, it's, these are just written by random people. <laughs> um, and they give you a dumb little like, you know, blurb and mine said, you're constantly caught between making sacrifices for others and doing what's right for yourself. You want to help other people out, but not at the expense of your own safety or happiness and are still trying to find a balance between the two. You can be a great friend, but you're definitely not okay with your kindness being taken advantage of, and you won't hesitate to cut toxicity out of your life when necessary. And, you know, I oh, guess. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That seems healthy. Yeah. yeah that's so what I you're thought. Meghan Markle? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> She's a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so then the, the straightforward superhero quiz um, I got, which also is kind of a strange, but it fits. It's, I got the Fantastic Four. Oh. oh, but that's a group, not a person. I know. That's why I was like, is that, does that count? Because that's four people, I think. <laughs> yeah. I assume. I don't know who they are. Um, lots of hats. The blurb here is you're a jack of all trades because you're curious about the world around you. You're always trying new things, which means that you have a broad range of skills and interests. In high school, you would have been the first person to be both captain of the football team and <laughs> captain of the cheerleading squad if they would have let you. That no. sounds right. <laughs> My high school didn't have either of those things, first of all. Yeah. And I didn't want to be the captain of anything. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Because I don't know anything about the Fantastic Four. 
Well, I don't know I don't very either. much about the Fantastic Four, but let's see. Sue Storm was the Invisible Woman, so that's kind of self-explanatory. There was the Human Torch, who was Johnny Storm. Then something or other was the thing. And then there's Mr. Fantastic, which I think is the stupidest superhero name of all. <laughs> is he like, a, does he clean things? Is that what he does? Um, like- he's a scientist. <laughs> he's really smart. Is he one of those stretchy ones? I think he's stretchy. But I gotta uh, see if that's what it is. In the movies, the first iteration, well, I don't know, but the first recent-ish iteration of the Fantastic Four, Chris Evans was one of them, which... Yeah, he was the human R- torch, right? Rory has not stopped talking about how he was both <laughs> in this and then transitioned to Captain America. Like, he's like... But uh, clearly, he's just, like, parroting whatever, like, Dave has told him. And he's like, but <laughs> then it didn't work out. So he now he's Captain America. I'm like, okay, sounds great. <laughs> then he, like, is obsessing over it. Mm-hmm. How can you be both? I can only think of the terrible Arrested Development season with the knockoff... The knockoff Fantastic Four cast that Tobias oh. has assembled. That's all I can think of when I think of Fantastic Four because I've never seen any of the Fantastic Four movies. Okay, so I was correct, Mr. Fantastic. His powers are stretchy. <laughs> he's um, stretch arm strong by any other name. And uh, according to Wikipedia, he possesses a mastery of mechanical aerospace and electrical engineering, chemistry, all levels of physics, and human and alien biology. So I think that's a pretty good one for you, Meredith. I have some of those. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, I just looked up Ryan Reynolds was Deadpool and Green Lantern. Oh. So two actors have done that, made the jump. Yep. Green Lantern. Didn't go so well. <laughs> no, 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 it didn't. It's awful. <laughs> so, Meredith, who's your villain? Well, I took two um, because they <laughs> they weren't direct. I couldn't find just a straight up "what supervillain are you" quiz. Like there were some weird ones, but I wanted to stick with BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next one I took was "what kind of villain are you?" Um, and they give you like your villain mo. And mine was hacking. Oh, okay. It says you're very into tech and never caught without the latest gadgets. You no doubt roll your eyes at anything. Uh, anytime a hacker on TV types a few things into a computer and says I'm in after that's like five true. seconds, I would. That's true. Uh, no, I'd also add enhance. To enhance. That, yep. That's my favorite. Um, the entire world is at your fingertips, which makes you a villain worth fearing. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not very good at stuff like that. I like precisely, but I like the idea. Yeah. Would that make you Angelina Jolie? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> um, I've, I picked a super, a super villain for you. Yeah? I think you're most like Lex Luthor, and this is why. Because he's super smart and a scientist, and he's always like, hey guys, Superman is Clark Kent. And everyone's like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, he's always like, you guys. And no wonder he's a super villain. Nobody he's just so angry. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like that. <laughs> well, so then the next one that I did was I got a specific answer, but it's it's only Mar- so it was what Marvel villain are you most mm-hmm. like? Um, and you know, four hundred people have tried to explain to me like which ones are Marvel and which ones are DC, and I yep. don't care so much that I can't right. keep it straight. Um, but I got Killmonger for this one. Oh, oh. that's a good one, and yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and the little Michael blurb B. Was, Jordan, lucky you. Yes, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> 
And I actually know who this one is because I saw that movie and I loved it. Um, and uh, the little quote was, nah, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they yeah. knew death was better than bondage. Yeah. Just well, pretty I mean, badass. He's not wrong either. No, yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, and I read up on him a little bit because I didn't know anything about his, his background. Um, mm-hmm. He went to MIT. Yeah. Um, he does cool martial arts tricks. Um, he can fall really, awesome really far without getting hurt, I guess. Um, he knows a lot about history, Wakanda and African history, and he got resurrected more than once. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's a plus. I kind of resur- re-resurrected <laughs> my life a couple times. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one for you, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I endorse that for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think that was pretty good haul um, for not knowing anything about <laughs> <laughs> superheroes or villains. Mm-hmm. I may be thinking, like, conflating it a little bit with the Harley Quinn, but I think you would make an excellent Poison Ivy. Yes. Too. Oh, yes. For mm-hmm. sure. She's a scientist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Botanist. She a botanist? Is that what and she, she Yeah. And she's Something. very, in that show, she's very kind of dry and cool. And that kind of goes to your personality a little bit. Yeah. I like that. I am also filling my house with plants. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Slowly becoming. Mm-hmm. And it was Uma Thurman in the movie, so that ain't yes. bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I mean, that was a mess of a movie, but oh, that movie is so bad. Oh <laughs> she my god, she looked great. She so had that lot red hair. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> All right, Bobby, what do you got? You're another non comics enthusiast. Correct. And so uh, I, I put a little bit of thought into this, but I also welcome commentary from all of you on thoughts. Um, for superhero, I mean, I just basically immediately defaulted to Iron Man. Uh, and in fact, I have a running theme here of, of my superheroes and villains being people who don't actually have any superpowers. Uh, They're just rich. rich. Uh, that's their superpower. Rich and arrogant. Yeah, it's just, I mean, that, that's always been my Batman argument. I did not pick Batman, but like his superpower is money. Um, and, and that's great. Money and uh, a mission. You know, he's vengeful. Uh, but no, I, I think it's, I think it's Iron Man. I think it's, uh, and of course, most of my knowledge of this comes from the, the MCU movies that I have seen and just that general era. Like I've never read really almost any comic book ever. So for me, it's just, I want to be post druggy Robert Downey Jr. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I just want to, I want to be so rich and so arrogant, but be just, um, so smart that I can back it all up. So nobody can ever call me on my bullshit. <laughs> Mm, and there Pretty is a lot of bullshit with <laughs> yeah. both Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. And me. Yes. So it's, you know. It's, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so I, I think it's Iron Man. And then for my supervillain, uh, I, I went through the same thought process as Christy where I was like, well, uh, I mean, Thanos has a point. <laughs> it was really my first yeah. my first read was like yeah you know he's a villain but you know he's just an extremist with a point. Yeah. Um, but I thought about it a little more and, and thought of someone else who does not have superpowers, and that's Two-Face. Oh. And I like oh. Two-Face because, again, someone who uh, wanted to do good but then became so jaded by how fucked up the world was and his personal circumstances that his superpowers became spite and probability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That I had good. picked... I had picked the Riddler for you because he's mischievous and he <laughs> does <That's> good. <laughs> yeah. That actually had also crossed my mind. So I yeah. keep on that. <laughs> and when I asked Sam about what villain I should be, her her responses were one, well, why wouldn't you want to be Lex Luthor? He's loaded. Yeah. 
Uh, and then her second thought was, who was Quail Man's nemesis? Who? Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> that was a good answer. I don't know who Quail Man's nemesis Me, neither was. Neither do I. I tried to look it up, and it sounds like he sort of had a... a His own? A, a monster of the week. Like, it was just a lot of different oh. people. So, uh, Qu- Quail Man, not a bad superhero choice. No, either, but, underwear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and a belt. Not my particular style, but I mean, I no. can make it work for the costume. <laughs> I would kind of like to see you as Wolverine, but I don't know why. Because he's so crabby, and you're not a crabby person. No, no. Right. Yeah. How do it's, you feel? You like a cigar, right? I do. I, I, you know, I'm good for like one or two cigars a year, but I could get into it for the character. Um, of course, obviously, it's bad for you, but if you have superpowers, you can probably fight off, you know. Right. You, you can probably, just heal his lungs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have super cells, so like the cancer's not going to... You know, I, that's, I guess that's my comment. You're allowed to smoke if your smoke's not bothering anyone and you have superpowers that heal your cells. <laughs> and you're 50 feet away from a building. Right. I, yeah, I do like not trimming my beard. So I think that's probably a good call for Wolverine. <laughs> uh, but I don't know that every time the claws come out, if that actually hurts when they break through skin. I might want to skip that. You could just yeah. not cut your nails for a really long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, is he a superhero or is he just lining coke? Um. <laughs> or you could be a professional guitar player. Some of them don't oh, right. don't cut their just nails on, one on their hand. playing hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that douchebag in the quad. Um. <laughs> well, he is a villain of some kind. Yeah, he is. Yeah. For sure. I liked I liked Spider Man as a kid, and like that's that's superpowers like classic superpower story. But also like the webs are not like the the claws. You know, it's it's just that science, right? Like you just make a silly string shooter that you you know. I guess it depends on which iteration of. Right of of Spider Man you're looking at there, but like yeah, I could strap some tanks to my wrists. <laughs> <laughs> As speaking of Spider Man, if anybody hasn't seen it, do see Into the Spider Verse. It's so good. Yeah. It's yes. on Netflix, so I think. Even if, yeah. and I generally am not a person who loves animation as a medium. I've talked about this before, and it's not that you know there's anything wrong with it, and I understand that adult animation can be great and you know stuff like up was or wally or all those pixar stuff or toy story that's beautiful but it just doesn't appeal to me because i would rather watch people than yeah yeah cartoons so to speak so it took me a long time and i for one reason or another because i heard it was so good i did watch into the spider verse and it's amazing it's so good it's so good it's so good i love jake johnson i think yeah. he's great yeah he's a great voice actor yep and that nose keeps him from being pretty. <laughs> yes. So yes. it's more relatable. Yes, exactly. No, I, it's it's really, really, really good. Um, I, I I was like you. I was like, I'm not interested. Even though it won the Oscar, it just was not for me. And then, of course, Rory wanted to watch it. And David told me, no, it's really good. I think you would like it. And I, mm. indeed, did like it a lot. We've, we've got to come up with an alternative Same. to, quote, adult animation, because yeah, <laughs> it's not, that is a genre. I just hear hentai every time you say it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, okay, Anne. All right. It's your turn. Well, the, the initial thought, of course, was Captain America, because he is lawful good, and I am lawful good, completely square, never going to do anything wrong. 
uh, always concerned about doing the right thing. I am not, I would say, as big a, an overt patriot in the way that mm-hmm. Captain America is. Like, but I, you hate Nazis. And I that's do hate Nazis. Patri- that's <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. But I don't think I would have signed up for military service. And I don't think that I would drape myself in sort of the accoutrement of American patriotism that way. It makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. when yeah. our patriotism has been subverted and perverted in so many ways. So I'm going to have to go with the Hulk because I do love Mark Ruffalo, but I do <laughs> like Bruce Banner. I even mm-hmm. used to watch the old um, Hulk TV show that was back with in the seventies. Yep. Yes, Luke Ferrigno mm-hmm. as the Hulk, and, and and they didn't call him Bruce Banner; they called him David Banner. I think in that one, I don't know why they just thought Bruce Banner was weird. I don't know what it is with cartoons or comic books and um, uh, names that have the same letters first and last names you know your lois lane and your peter parkers and all of that that's weird but um i like his sort of he's a scientist i like his Mm -hmm. calm nature his practical nature but then there is this seething anger inside him this anger and passion that occasionally breaks out and he can't control it and i feel that that's a good metaphor for my personality yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, occasionally I have rage. My therapist said to me once, you know, Anne, every once in a while, you just have this lion that roars up out of you. <laughs> it's very cool to watch. And I was like, really? And I, uh, since I started looking for it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do tend to get heated every once in a while. <laughs> The question uh, of the I- week is, would you like <laughs> Anne when she's angry? <laughs> I spent a whole lifetime pretending that I didn't, and now it's there, and I I have a hard time putting that genie back in the bottle sometimes, so I think Mm -hmm. I would go with the Hulk. I like it. I I think that's actually really good. I've also ripped a lot of pants in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you a run for your money on that one. That was one of the worst things about working retail is that you had to have well you had to have that sort of business like not that we were wearing suits and ties but you know it was no jeans no tennis shoes no t-shirts just be presentable Mm -hmm. and so I would wear you know black pants or whatever but then I would always be like moving furniture and lifting boxes and and they're so thin like crawling around on the floor and trying you know plugging things into outlets that I just went through pants so fast and one time I remember I went to take a bathroom break and I went up to the pants and or up to the up to the restroom and I had not to get too you know graphic but I sat down on the toilet and I looked down and I could see the floor through my pants and I went what No. And I did actually split the crotch of my pants. (laughs) So after Uh, that, then I did periodic crotch checks on the pants. (laughs) They're okay. You just hulked out a little bit. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I I have had jeans repaired in the crotch because it is the first place they go for me. And I'm always a little weird about that because we should do it, but like, we have a sewing machine somewhere that's buried and so I'll just I'll take him to a tailor and 
it depends on the tailor because again i've moved far too many times so i can never keep a consistent tailor which is a real first real problem and uh you know i've had someone be like oh yeah no problem at all it's you know eight bucks or whatever and here's a denim patch in there and, it, and on the outside it all looks fine but the last tailor i had to repair a pair of pants for me first of all it was way more expensive and i should have just bought new jeans and and second of all they just uh the people behind the counter just looked at me like you want us to what you're what and, and they, they they did it but like they were very thrown off by it and i was just like yeah i don't want to waste an entire pair of jeans because of a two inch split in the garage well, and that's when you're like have you literally never done this before like nobody right. has that's come to your yeah. job <laughs> i know right. um, you were like yeah, i'm it. sorry guys my penis is just so big <laughs> so big it busts it out hulks out <laughs> my pants break <laughs> Uh, confidence my thighs that are the problem, but thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> uh, now, uh, this is a total tangent, but it is, when I worked retail, it is so, you're, it's such a physical job mm-hmm. and you're expected to look presentable, like, mm-hmm. and trying to find shoes that aren't, oh, I mean, yes. I would vacillate between, I'd usually do flats, but then your feet don't feel supported over the course of the day and flats can rub my the my heel really badly but i can't wear heels you know Mm -hmm. and i have the bunion to show for it like i can't do that and stand for nine hours or whatever it Mm -hmm. is and be going up on the ladder to try to get inventory it's yeah it's crazy i i remember hiring somebody and her first day she came in and she wore this really cute flowy skirt and a nice top and heels (laughs) and the next day she came in and she was wearing like khakis and (laughs) they weren't doc martens but you know that kind of like sturdy yes kind of loafer shoe and i was like ah she learned (laughs) very quickly when you're hobbling home you're like no and there's there are certain stores like i remember at the mall that i was in for a long time the coach store and they have concrete floors and all those women wear like three inch heels and walk around on those concrete floors all day and i'm like i don't know how you can do it i don't either it is a super it's like a subspecies or something because they don't pay those people enough for that absolutely i mean i used to work and have several pairs of sas shoes like legit old (laughs) ladies (laughs) shoes only orthopedic yeah old ladies get them in like navy and beige and i got mine in black and that was the only um difference between them and one time i went in to get a new pair i was wearing the old pair and the guy looked at them and he's like oh my God, do you like stop your motorcycle by putting your feet down? Because they were so worn through the soles. I'm like, retail, baby. I know. <laughs> what it is. I got some miles on them. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned before, but I wear Brooks sneakers, which Sam kindly buys for me because it's just, it's just better. It's just one of those things that when we met, she took over for me so that I would stop wearing Skechers, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I have wide feet, and so yeah. the yeah, options are, the are, are not great. The books are good, but I, I was yeah. once talking to a very elderly member of, of my board. He, he rambles, but he's not quite all there like he used to be, and he just looks at me and he goes, I wear Brooks. They're so good for the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> You are an old man. At yeah, you are an old man. He knows you. I have to resist every urge because, you know, I live uh, and now I live and work now uh, mere blocks from the New Balance factory store because the New Balance Ooh. headquarters is right around okay. the corner. And I'm like, I could I, I could be that dad. Like I could yes. I could go get the have white the gray. New Balance shoes. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, it's you know, that are the air monarchs, right? But <laughs> the Gray Brooks are what's doing it for me. New Balance is my workout tennis shoe of choice. Yeah, yeah sure. Me too. Then Give me your with? sizes and brands if you ever want me to go check out the factory store for you. I mean, oh. it's literally around the corner. Hmm. Um, and I think we need to know what your supervillain is because yes. I have ideas. All right, I did this. <laughs> you know, I think I'm closer to supervillain than some people might think. <laughs> no, we know you. I yeah. went. Oh, oh yeah, nobody's surprised. I went slightly off the beaten path on this one, but not very far off the beaten path. Uh, if anybody watched the um, Jessica Jones series on mm-hmm. Netflix a few years ago, the yeah. first season villain there, played by David Tennant by the name of Kilgrave, yes. was terrifying. And this is somebody who exists in the comics. Um, his name was Zebediah Kilgrave, which. Guys, you gotta stop this, comics people. You can't name your character Zebediah Kilgrave and expect anybody to take you seriously. This is why people think comics are stupid. <laughs> but so for Jessica Jones, they changed it, and his real name was Kevin Thompson. And then when he decided to be a supervillain, he took the name Kilgrave to, like, you know, be scary. And Jessica Jones was like, really? That's mm-hmm. the best you could come up with. <laughs> so I, I quite like that. In the comics, he was, like, purple and he had you know, weird powers. But um, in this TV adaptation, his powers were like compulsion and um, mind control. And I was like struggling to try to explain how terrible he was. So I went looking on the internet. I found a Slate article from Willa Paskin, who I like. She's great. Talking about it. And um, she says he's a conscienceless, remorseless, relentless psychopath, a posh Brit with expensive tastes. He abuses his power (laughs) of mind control to get whatever he wants. Good wine, good food, fancy clothes, money, sex, distraction, total obedience. Uh, relative to world domination, the slaughter of thousands, the destruction of major metropolitan areas, these desires sound pedestrian. Kilgrave doesn't warrant the Avengers assembling, and yet he is terrifying and unsettling, far more so than any of the villains the cinematic Avengers has faced. Uh, And she goes, and this is really great. So, like, he can, like, there was one scene where he went into somebody's house or whatever, and he just decided he needed those people to do something and he said to the guy you you want to put your hand in that blender don't you you really do want to put your hand and the guy put his hand in the blender and he's like now you want to turn the blender on and the guy turned the blender on so that's the sort of thing um they know that they're being controlled but they can't do anything about it and so uh, Willa continues on here. Uh, Kilgrave is a walking consent metaphor. His power is to extract consent from people who are, in fact, helpless to give it. His, a victim, his victims appear willing, but how can you be willing when you have no free will? He is literally a rapist, but he's also figuratively a rapist. Every person he brainwashes, he violates, entering their minds and forcing them to do what he wants, regardless of their desires. When Kilgrave is done with his victims, hardly anyone believes them brainwashing please that's just an excuse they made no fuss no fight in the aftermath of Kilgrave's, his victims can barely believe themselves haunted by what happened and sick at the ease with which they were made to betray themselves every time he came on screen i got nervous in that show because he was so 
wantonly destructive and cruel just for like the sheer pleasure of having power over it and he was a terrifying villain so if i'm gonna be a villain i'm gonna be a good one man dastardly yeah Yeah. i'm scared right now it's like a cult leader or something like i will make you want to do this yeah and and uh, oh, oh, there was one last part that was interesting at the end of this. Uh, he's an adult boogeyman, one who forces viewers to pay attention to the lives he destroys, disturbs, and invades, rather than an all-powerful bad guy who encourages audiences to forget about collateral damage and the thrill of huge explosions that have vast theoretical body counts but hurt no real people, just extras, extras with a line or two. So, yes, it's very intimate violence, and it's really scary. And I found that more disturbing than anything that I saw in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's who I pick. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm not going to disagree, I... anyone? <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Who we I have you under you have us under your control. We're like, mm-hmm. no, yes, that's who you are. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, who I picked for you that I think you're most like is Magneto. Ooh. Because you're smart and you're a scientist, and he's not wrong. Again, he's not wrong. And, <laughs> and like he does the thing hate I Nazis. Found, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he says, no matter how many times Magneto tries to believe in humanity, tries to follow the straight and narrow, human beings keep forcing him back to more radical methods that's you people mm. do disappoint me yes <laughs> and he he loves space and he's a scientist yeah Great. so that's who i thought Perfect. i'm into it yeah i'll take it i like it <laughs> people do disappoint me <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good. sad because it's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> So the uh, the question of the week is we we've narrowed this down a little bit because we don't want one of these three part questions of the week. <laughs> but besides no. whether or not you would like Anne when she's angry, the question of the week is what supervillain would you be? That, we, too many hero talk. Uh, yeah. to stop, yeah. stop, stop. Fuck the heroes. Come on. Yeah, you're They're not less that special. No. Yeah. What, how broken are you? What supervillain <laughs> would yeah. you be? Yeah. <laughs> And with that, Christy, I think you've got the floor for T-She Recommends. Yeah, I didn't see any, so I just popped one in. Um, I recommend the show Insecure. It's on HBO. Um, Issa Rae um, is the writer. I've heard great things about it. It's so good, especially this most current season. They focus a lot on um, women friendships and how that, especially long time, can be so complex. And I, I really love it. The writing, the acting, it's so good. Cool. I know and they it's were one of those... snubbed from the Emmys. Yeah, in the I, that's writing. the one that I'm always like, I need to like. I'll a lot of people I follow on Twitter, they'll you know live tweet it or whatever, and I'm like, God, I need to watch it because I I always want to get the joke. So, yeah. <laughs> but it seems like something I would really like. Yes. Uh, I'll forward promo. It's not written here, so I'm interrupting and I'm being rude and I'm sorry. But I'll forward promo a, a potential future T she recommends, which is having a bed. Uh, short, shortly before, <laughs> shortly before I came over to the office to record today, uh, our our mattress finally arrived. Um, Sam ordered it weeks ago, but due to um, a global pandemic, you might have heard about the production study uh, production schedule for mattresses has apparently been delayed. And we wanted a particular one and a particularly nice one. We're we're spending more than we probably should on it, but you know they say you spend half of your life or more in bed, so. We want to. It's worth they it. They do. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, 
Bobby uh, says half his life in bed. Well, God, I wish. Uh, but we've been sleeping on a combination of the air mattress and a cot uh, for no. nearly a month now. No, so, no, no, no. I almost... <laughs> almost didn't show up to record today because I just it. we put the bedding down and I was just like oh, I live here now. <laughs> you are gonna spend half your life in bed yeah. I know so uh, I'll get the brand details and and if it lives up to expectations after a month or two I will plug it it's it's um it's a uh, uh, what's the name of it it's a vinyasa it's it's some uh, hippie bullshit kind of it's a prana sleep that's what it is a prana sleep and i can't remember the exact specifics but sam just texted me from the furniture store weeks ago was like i'm gonna spend more than than i'm comfortable telling you an amount on this (laughs) i I never actually got the number until i saw the invoice but i was just like if it makes you happy and no it's worth it good mattress is worth it yes Yeah. yeah Um, all right, moving on to the shameless Amazon plug of the week. Okay, well, so this week I <laughs> took Rory. Uh, Rory had, this is the backstory of why I chose this. Okay, so Rory had, um, years and years ago when he was like 18 months old, he had tubes, which parents or guardians or whatever, if you have a kid that ha- gets, you know, more than two, three or four ear infections, like in, you know, pretty close order, get tubes and like sometimes the doctors won't recommend it they'll just put keep putting the kids on antibiotics and it's that sucks and i'm not somebody who's like against antibiotics it just Mm -hmm. like doesn't knock it out because if they're prone to it they just are and tube technology is great it used to be like you couldn't get your ears wet now it's they just don't recommend you going in like lake water basically if it's treated water then it's fine rory never got another ear infection it was and it's a really easy surgery in fact when i was when he went in to like, they put him under and I was in the waiting room. I like kind of was like, okay, I'm going to settle in on my phone and like, you know, I'll be worried, but I'm going to max and relax in the waiting room. And he was out in like five minutes. I'm like, I thought it was going to be longer than that. <laughs> um, I thought I had more time. <laughs> I I more time. Um, anyway, so, but he's always ha- been a little bit stuffy. Just kind of, I can hear the congestion. I know a lot of it is probably allergies. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to take him to the ENT, to the place that he got tubes and just get them to check him out and see if there's anything we need to do. Of course, I spent, you know, my copay or whatever. And she was like, here's some Flonase. I mean, it was really like nothing. (sighs) Um, But when we were driving up there, the ENT is by the hospital where I gave birth to my kids. And I always, whenever we pass it, it's not super close to my house. I mean... It's not that far. It just is not a place that we frequent. And I was like, oh, baby, look, that's where you were born. Oh, I remember. And I always like regale him with the story because with Rory, it was like, I mean, I almost gave birth in the car with him. So it's like I was <laughs> screaming and daddy was driving too slow and we barely made it to the blah, blah, blah. And so they love hearing that stuff. So anyway, we go to the ENT and then we get in. And Rory is just my questioner child. Bridget doesn't question things really she's just like i want to be on tiktok that's her goal (laughs) and so rory was like um how like how was i in your stomach or how did i like how did i get there and i was like well (laughs) i didn't do a great job but i was like you know mommies and daddies like you know they get together and then there's like a baby and then the baby's born nine months he's five i wasn't really Mm -hmm. like in you know i didn't i just was not in the mood to really explain it and then he said what did he say to me well, what do they do to get together? Like, what does the mommy and daddy do to get together? And I'm like, "Uh, I'm not ready to do this. (laughs) So I had some friends recommend this book. It's called It's Not the Stork. A book about girls, boys, babies, bodies, not bodies. 
<laughs> he did <laughs> just get that new mattress. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bodies, families, and friends. And I, I, I mean, my, my poor, poor Catholic husband is like, oh, I'm not ready to talk about this. <laughs> um, and I've always made the kids call their private, but we've always called it a penis and vagina, even though that's actually sort of not correct but whatever like we I try to be sort of clinical just so it's not like this cutesy weird private part thing anyway so we're gonna start going over that and talking about this more the science behind it as opposed to like when mommies and daddies love each other you know the the page <laughs> very where, very much <laughs> I know the page they where they a, describe it they have a is, special hug <laughs> they have <laughs> some wine <laughs> <I know. laughs> the page wait I'm gonna read the page of the, the explicit page. Hold on, let me get it. It's in my little pictures because it's... They pile into a twin bed. I know it is a literal <laughs> twin bed. Hillary I sent s- a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it says, to make a baby a sperm from a man's body and an egg from a woman's body must get together. When grown-ups want to make a baby, most often a woman and a man have a special kind of loving called <laughs> making love. Having sex or sex. The kind of or love happens. Fucking. <laughs> I'm going to enter that there. I'll do a little carrot. Uh, the kind of loving happens when the woman and the man get so close to each other that the man's penis goes inside the woman's vagina. And I'm like, I'm turning red like now. I'm thinking about reading this to him. But yeah, it's. You know, the the parents, one, do not look like they are young enough to, like, have children, but whatever. Um, and they're totally in a twin bed with, like, children's, like, a comforter that is from a child's bed. Your parents but, uh, are going to have sex in your bed. In your bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm, that's, hopefully it works out. But, uh, yeah, I ordered it. I got it, like, the next day. Amazon is evil, but also great. Oh, and he can't read, so you no, have to I read have it to, to him. Read it to oh. him. You know, it's better to erase the doubt because there's yes. so many, you know, yes. so many ways yeah. it can go wrong and misunderstanding. Yes. So yes. I, my hat's off to you, but I, know. I don't know how hard this is and I don't envy that part. I so I would say that I take issue with this cover because it says it's not the sort, but there's clearly a stork <laughs> on the front <laughs> illustration. <laughs> The oh, stork yeah. looks confused. Like, what's happening here? What is this? And then there's a weird bird that says, so a baby comes from a stork and then a weird, it can't be a bee. It has a striped shirt, but that's not a bee face. It says, I don't think so. <laughs> that sounds like Best in Show when she's looking for the busy bee and he, she's like, that's, that's a bear in a bee's costume. <laughs> well, the mom's belly is translucent, too. I know. That's a little oh. upsetting. Oh, the baby's well. waving and smiling and has blush on. <laughs> There's a sticker on here that says, as seen on the Today Show. And I'm wondering what hour of the Today Show they yeah. had to be ready. Mm. <laughs> Probably the one where they drink wine. I was about to say, how much wine have they had? <laughs> it's hour six Fourth of the hour. Today Show. And we're going to... I just want to know why so many animals are attracted to this one. <laughs> Pheromones. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, we'll see. So. I'll keep you all updated <laughs> on Oof. sex ed in the Butler household. Come all on. right, let's move on to housekeeping. Check out our merch at theshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button, rate and review us, and use the Amazon link to this great book to do your Amazon <laughs> shopping. You don't have to buy it. Just use the Just link. Just look huh? at it. Yeah. Get a giggle. I mean, to be fair, we kind of ruined the plot, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, if you guys don't know how this story ends, I don't know what to tell you at this point. And if you would like to get involved with the show, you can always visit our website at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can send us all your commentary uh, about childbirth and <laughs> impregnation and anything else on throwyourphone.com. You can check out the Facebook group, some fun stuff going on over there. The show Twitter is at Tishi Show. You can email us with longer things or, you know, making sure that we're registered to vote at Tishi at 10710.com. <laughs> we are... Yeah. Send Spoiler. us a voice memo. Just record it on your phone and put it in the email and send it our way. We love them. You can fax Bobby your butt or the things that you need to make a baby <laughs> at 617-354-8513. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. And I do believe that was everything about good and evil. Yes. And good and evil doers. <laughs> I want to leap over buildings, want to fly over the shores, save the people from the villains, catch the crooks who rob the stores. Write my name upon the sky And when you call me, I'll be there Faster than a lightning flash Rushing through the cool night air Oh, 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 oh. So start ignition, count to zero I just want Oh
Bobby, I hope you get a dick pic. <laughs> Me too. A dick fax. <laughs> oh, how would that work? No, oh, no. <laughs> so much carbon paper. 